Now, if someone says mate, what are they to you? It depends. Like, on your tone, probably. Yeah, because if I'm like, mate, that means I'm really mad at you. Mm. But then it's the same thing. I'm like, hey, mate. It's very chill. Yeah, it's all in the tone. It's such a thing in Australia to be like, yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. Literally. How odd is it when I'm like, oh, yeah, nah, yeah. I know. I don't kind of realize it until someone, an outsider comes in. Like when my best friend from the UK came over here, she could not keep up. So what is it? Yeah, nah is not doing it right. But then nah, yeah, I'll do it. The word at the end is the answer. Yeah. So if I say yeah, nah, it's no. But if I say nah, yeah, that's yes. If I say nah, nah, I'm not doing it. Nah, nah, banana. (laughs) Which I don't think it's ever an issue. (laughs) But then it's the same as the word. Oh, I don't know if I can say it. Maybe we'll bleep it out. Um, Bitch. Because it's like bitch. Or it's like bitch if you have news. Are you like, bitch, like you're hyping someone up? It's literally all in the tone. Or like you're excited. Like I'm trying to think of the male equivalent. Oh, it's probably mate though. Mate. That's like, yeah, you're cool. There's actually a bad word that Aussies use that is actually somehow used as a term of endearment. See you next Tuesday. I don't use that word and I hate people who use that word. I think it's so bogan. Yeah, I don't use it. It's like disgusting. All over the world is probably the most disgusting thing you could ever say. But here, I hear every second boy use it. Yeah, but it's never... I always feel like it's in a more positive way. But it's still broken. I don't like it. I don't know how we've done that. Like change a horrible word into a term of endearment. But also, I hate the actual meaning of the word because it means coochie and all power to the coochie. So why are we using it in a bad way? It's like in the same way when someone is being a wuss or a wimp, they're referred to as a vagina. Um, But vaginas are actually self-healing, really strong, really powerful, you know, birth humans. Um, But testicles are literally weak. If you knock someone, they're going to fall to the ground. Exactly. We literally run marathons while we're on our period. A guy can't even walk when he gets kicked in the balls. So it's all from the patriarchy. Anyway... Hey guys, welcome back to another Monday morning with love on the line. We're so excited to be here with you. It's Phoebe and it's Tam. We are excited to be in your ears as always. Such a big week in the world, in the news, in the headlines. We're going to jump in with the main story going on. Chris Rock, Will Smith, the Oscars, the punch. What is going on? I actually... I don't know if I believe it because it just seems so far from the truth of something that would actually happen at the Oscars. Like at first, I genuinely thought it was an organized skit. It seems like something they do. But now um, he's released like an apology to the Academy. And has he lost his Oscar now? I don't know if he lost it. I think there was talk of it. But then also in the video that I watched... He literally laughed at Chris Rock's joke and then he saw his wife's face and he was like, oh, better arc up now. Like, and also Chris Rock didn't react. Like if someone's going to punch me, surely I flinch a bit. He kind of just stood there and took it. I think Chris Rock handled that brilliantly. Like he literally seemed like he wasn't even affected when he just got his lights punched out. He just stood there, went on with his job. Impeccable. I know it's literally insane. And then also I'm kind of like... Obviously, so Jada had been diagnosed with alopecia last year. So it is a sensitive topic, but I'm also 
grow a thick skin. That's literally what the first part of the Oscars are about. Poor Seth Rogen has been called fat for so many years and he's never once knocked anyone out for it. It's 2022. You think we'd come further than dealing with things with violence? Like, it literally makes no sense. It's a terrible example. He should have pulled Chris Rock aside or spoken to him afterwards in privacy. Um, It's just ridiculous. Exactly. I feel like he is trying to show that he's a man, but he'd be more of a man if he just pulled Chris Rock aside afterwards. I don't know. It's not the vibe. I don't think we'll ever find out if it was a skit or not. And if it was... That's kind of just insulting to all the actors who did work their ass off this year and that's been taken away. You know what I mean? I feel like the Oscars now is just more about that and more about the headlines than the actual awards. Like, I don't even watch the Oscars. I just wait until I find out the results the next day on TikTok. But that's what I think makes me think that it could have been a skit because I didn't even know the Oscars were on and I think their ratings have dropped a lot because of COVID, so... And it's all over the news. So maybe that was their stunt. But I don't know. Any publicity is good publicity in Hollywood. I know. That's why I originally thought it was a skit. But I think if it was a joke, surely it would have come out by now. Because Will Smith's reputation has just been destroyed. Yeah. You know who else's reputation has been wrecked? Oh, my gosh. Olivia from Maths. I know we talk about her every week. But this week it was the final vows and like she was like I love you Jackson and a part of me was like that's really sweet the other part of me was like you're actually a seditious woman I just cannot tolerate her she's just so mean did they commit to stay together yeah they did but he was like I'm not at the I love you stage kind of thing I watched the Tamara and Brent split on TikTok and, oh, Brenty boy, I'm so proud of him. I saw him and um, Al watching it live, like, as it was coming out. And Al was just hyping him up, being like, yes, walk away from her. You got this. He's so cute. Oh, bless. I saw this meme on um, Instagram and it was like, Tamara was Chris Rock and Brent was Will Smith just knocking the daylights out of her. He really said it how it was and then threw the envelope. See you later. I was so proud of him. He did so well. Oh, little cutie. So gentle. Mm, he is, but I I don't like the way he said everything to her. Oh, see, I've only seen him reacting to the end bit. He literally said, you're not God's gift to the world. So why do you act like you're above people? I mean, he's not wrong. I know he's not wrong, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just, maths is a whole hot mess. But then um, at one of the other dinner parties, they have this Pandora box where they ask the questions and Ella and Mitch, I don't think they're going to last. Well, I've heard they broke up and now her and Brent are together. But then I saw him getting papped in the streets the other day and he said they're just friends. Oh, see, I also heard that. Ella and Jackson, who is Olivia's partner, were together. So I don't know. I feel like it'll come out in like a month. I hope they do a reunion episode like they did last year. I think they are with Fitzy and Whipper or something. Yeah, I tried to win tickets on the radio. (laughs) But then um, Dominica, after all of this drama, says at the Pandora box thing, um, yeah, I don't see longevity with this relationship. I was like, this man has had you through thick and thin. You literally told national television that he finishes in less than a minute and you're saying, no, no longevity. Shut up. I backed them so much and he's so good to her and so good for her. 
I know, it's so sad. But I guess, according to Dominica, the relationship was as long as he lasted. So, <laughs> anyway, speaking of those topics, have you been watching Bridgerton? Okay, I haven't. I think my mom's obsessed with it. I just can't get into period drama. I think your mum and I are going to watch it. I walked into Phoebe's house the other week and her mum was like leaning against the wall being like, so Tim, Downton Abbey, girl class. And I was like, say less, Nikki. I am in. So I think it's just me and your mum going, actually. You're not invited. Do you know what I'm really worried about when we get partners is that our parents aren't going to like them as much as they like us. Like, we're together all the time and we're always making effort with each other's parents. But I'm worried that, you know, your my partner's not going to get along with Nikki as well as you do. I thought you were going to go the opposite end of like, Nikki's going to say, why isn't Tam's boyfriend over for dinner? Because <laughs> that'll probably happen too. Mom will be like, why haven't I met Phoebe's boyfriend yet? Honestly, true. Maxi one has to approve before. Bless. But yes, Bridgerton season two. I binge watched it with my friends till like 1.30 in the morning. I still have two episodes left. Um, no spice. Absolutely no spice. So many ladder opportunities and staircase opportunities. And if you've watched season one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. No spice. So vanilla. I thought that was the point of Bridgerton, that it was a bit, you know, spicy. Like, even Downton spicy. Right? It's not... I reckon this is PG. The most that happens is they, like, share an intimate kiss and then they breathe heavily. I'm like, okay, cool. They do that in, like, Spongebob. I don't know. It's just... It's not It's not it for me. But the last two episodes are apparently a little bit spicier. I know. It's something I've always been meaning to watch, but I think... I can't start a new series until I get these assignments done at the moment. I'm so behind, but I definitely do have to watch it eventually. What's something random, something cool that happened to you this week? Um, Something really random, actually. I came home from my friend's birthday on Saturday and has never happened to me before. And my eye just started watering and I was like, oh, maybe I'm just a bit tired. And then it got like, this is such a TMI, like a mucousy, um, what's that thing called? A mucousy lens film thing kind of over my eye. And my eye was like half shut. And I was like, I have conjunctivitis. This is it for me. Um, but I went away the next day. So kind of random. What about you? That's so weird. She's had a bit of a gluggy moment. It was a bit gluggy. It was not the vibe. Well, actually, on my way to that birthday, um, the buses were so crowded because all the metros and trains were closed. And so this guy was like, oh, okay, like grab that seat next to you. And if you've been on Sydney buses, the seats are so small. You're literally sitting on top of each other. And so neither of us were on our phones. And it was just going to be so awkward. It was an hour bus journey. So I just look at him and I'm like... So where are you going tonight? <laughs> and just he was like, oh, I'm going to the city with some work friends. What about you? I was like, yeah, I'm going to Manly for my friend's birthday. Um, it was talking, got to know him. He was a 30-year-old designer who works in the city. Um, he went to a school around the corner. Um, he designs like bar carts for like Dan Murphy's. It was, it was, it was a great little wholesome moment. Was he straight? Did we vibe? Yeah, he was definitely straight. I think it was just a really nice, wholesome moment. Just two people sitting next to each other, going into the city. It was, it was just a really nice chat. Is it because he was an islander? Tamara, don't at me like that. Um, no, I don't know. It was just like, he reminded me of a friend I had. So I was just kind of picturing that when we were talking. Um, but no, I was just thinking it was just a 
really sweet, wholesome moment, new friend. It was it was nice. You know who you are? You're that annoying person on a plane. He goes, oh, where are you flying to? How's your family? How many kids have you got? I hate those people. I'm such a... I already hate public transport and flying. And I'm just like, let me put my mask on, put my earphones in. Don't talk to me. I don't want to have a chat. I know. Normally I'm like such a silent person. Like I don't really, oh, I talk strangers a little bit. But um, I think the main reason I did it is just my anxiety was like, oh, do it or don't do it. And it was just fluctuating in between. And so I just thought I don't want to sit here for an hour looking at my hands because neither of us were on our phone. I think we're both saving battery. And I was like, it's just going to be awkward. I've got to make the most of an hour. Give me some entertainment. And it was good. It worked out well. I honestly would have gotten up and moved. But I heard you had some uni news this week. I do. I had a group presentation. And if you're in uni, you know that is the bane of anyone's existence because you just get some really dodgy people in your group. But it was my education unit. So they were all teachers. Everyone was kind of on top of their game. And I was with one of my like really good friends from uni, Kate. So it was good. But anyway, we got a live feedback and we got our mark and we got a HD. We got a HD. I was just so happy because it was 50% of my grade. The other 50% is prac. How do you fail prac? So I'm basically getting 100% in this subject. <laughs> That's so exciting. That's phenomenal. Did you put a lot of work into it as well? I did. And it was cool. It was about um, diverse learning context. So teaching kids with disabilities and I got to learn sign language for it. So it's really cool. That's so exciting, especially when you put a lot of work into something. It's so much more rewarding. 100%. And that's also my recommendation for the week is I found out that you can learn Auslan, which is Australian sign language um, through TAFE. And if you work in childcare or you're a teacher, it's fully subsidized under job trainer and they're adding it to the curriculum. So that's something that I really want to do because it's definitely something that's needed, but it's also a great way to learn a new language that isn't verbal. I really hope they offer it on more nights because currently I think they only have it the night I'm doing Bible study. So hopefully they open it up because I've always wanted to do it. Have you got a recommendation for the week for our Love Online fam? I do. There's this podcast episode that I've been listening to. I've listened to it three times because I just think it's solid gold. Um, it's by The Porch, which is my favorite Christian podcast um it's from a church in america and it's just so i just love that podcast um but it's called why you run from god and it is based on luke 15 and the prodigal son i'm not even gonna talk about it because it's just so good and i just think it's really solid theology and advice and just like they present it in such a beautiful and easy way to digest so i really encourage anyone to go and listen to that i love it Well, speaking of that, I hope that this episode is easy for everyone to digest. I know I've actually really been wrestling with it while we were preparing for it, but our episode this week is on gossip. That was so lame. Um, Yes, we have been preparing for this one and we're really, really excited to share what we found with you and to share our thoughts with you. While we love sharing our lives and chatting about these topics with you guys, we want to make it super clear that we are not experts nor your personal psychologist and anything discussed is purely our experience and are not claimed to be absolute fact but rather our opinion. We are super passionate about bringing light to these conversations as we believe in the power of vulnerability. We actually felt so convicted (laughs) in our research and realizing what gossip is, what God says about gossip. Um, But it's also been so interesting to hear 
what everyone else has been thinking about gossip too. I don't even think I'm at the conviction stage yet. I'm at the wrecked stage of being like, oh, I am definitely someone who gossips quite a bit. Yeah, 100%. Like now that I'm much more aware of what gossip is and how it's viewed by God, I have just been second guessing everything I say to people now where I'm like, oh my gosh, I gossip all the time, which is a good thing. I think that's why it's actually great that we're having this conversation so people become more aware. Um, Because I think it's also the most common sin we do that we're least, not guilty, but like least concerned about. Mm, For sure. And we asked you guys on Instagram what you thought gossip was. So some of our responses, what were they, Phoebes? Okay, so one person said sharing information, facts slash opinions about a person without their knowledge. Another person said saying what you wouldn't say to their face behind their back. Um, And another person said the same thing. Okay, I think I struggle with the first one just because. So sharing information, facts and opinions about a person without their knowledge. I feel like... That isn't really gossip because if I'm just sharing information about a person that isn't necessarily in a malicious way without telling them, I don't think that's gossip. So if I said to someone, oh, Phoebes is having a rough day as a fact, it's information about you. I'm not then going to go and tell that person, oh, by the way, like I just told Anna you're having a rough day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think the definition I have found on gossip through my research, like the most common one is that gossip is talking and spreading negative information about someone behind their back. So if I were to say like, tell someone, like let's say it was common knowledge that you were engaged and I was like to tell my mom, oh my gosh, Tam's engaged. That's not gossip because that's not negative. Whereas if I was to go to someone and be like, Tam is getting engaged to a guy who runs a drug ring. (laughs) That would be gossip, probably. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen. But I agree. Yeah, it has to be that sort of malicious intent. I went to the trusty Urban Dictionary. That's where we go in 2022. I looked up gossip and it says this was a new layer to it. So obviously, person's not there. Malicious purpose, demeaning, slandering, ta- Tarnishing? Yep, tarnishing their reputation. Yada, yada, yada. Another layer, the exaggeration or fabrication of a story. Didn't think about that one, did I? Because how often when we're having a vent about someone who is so frustrating, do we exaggerate it a little bit just so we make them look even worse and that our vent is even, or our gossip is even more purposeful? Yeah, like I've never thought about that as gossip. Like I've always been like, oh yeah, I'm lying or I'm fabricating or like, but you're right. Like when I've had rumors spread about me, in particular one specific rumor comes to mind, it was fake and it was false. And so it's like that clearly had happened through gossip. Um, But I think another thing is that people sometimes think it's not gossip if it's true. It's still gossip if it's spreading negative information. Mm. True. What about, what's the worst rumor you've ever heard about yourself? This one is horrific. Yeah, I remember I had someone who spread a rumor that I was sleeping with someone else in this like 
community we had. And um, it just was furthest from the truth. But it was just insane because number one, it wasn't true. Number two, it was from a person I considered a friend. Number three, it spread like wildfire to like a hundred people. Like this community was huge. And so it was random people I didn't even have a friendship with knew about it or were coming up to me about it or would tell me about these people like 23 years old and I was like 18. They're like, oh, Phoebe, I just want to let you know I heard this about you. And I was like, what the heck? Like it was just like out of nowhere. That is so rough. Not ideal. What the heck? I don't understand how people just come up with this because I remember I was literally 16 at a party and I'm all I'm doing. I'm going to try and paint the picture without explicitly telling you I'm sitting down on the floor and there is a guy sitting on a chair and I'm just looking up at him. Let's visualize that all of the sudden school comes around next week and people are like, oh my gosh, I heard you were getting frisky at this party with this guy who then has a girlfriend. And I was like, excuse me, like this is news to me. All I was trying to do was sit on the floor, sit on the floor and have a conversation. And all of a sudden it's a bit of a sucky situation, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Anyway, so this rumor just escalates. The guy's girlfriend, who I don't know, messages me, goes absolutely off. And I was like, babe, like I was just sitting down. I just want to clear that up for you. I'm not sure why that was going around. Furthest thing from the truth. I was literally just having a break. I was probably dancing too hard and I was working up the sweat and I just needed a little break. And of course, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, hey, like wild. It is genuinely like mind-blowing that rumors can just like come up like that and just completely false um just to literally probably bring you down tarnish your reputation but it's also I think just as bad like I think it's actually worse when the rumor is true um and things that are true about you are spread because if it's like something that you're going through or struggling with and that's in other people's hands or coming off other people's lips. I think that's even worse. Because if I hear a fake rumor about me, I'm like, that's ridiculous. But if I hear something true, like that hurts so much more. Also, I think we need to recognize the fact then. So we know that gossip is a heart issue, basically. It's where you're at. We know that gossip is basically a heart issue. So what's the reason you're saying these things? Why are you sharing it with this particular person? What's the gain here? And this person isn't going to find out that you're talking about them. I think then we need to go a step further and realize how often we actually do gossip because it's it's insane. Literally, like knowing this new definition of gossip, or not new, new to me, um, I gossip so much more than I thought I did. And like I said before, I think it's probably the sin I struggle with the most because like we say all the time, like everything in the world, gossip feels so good. It's how so many of our friendships were um, created. Like the reason we say like spill the tea is because back in like the time of kings and queens ruling the world, um, they'd meet for tea and talk about the royalties or like they'd gossip like that's why at tea time and that's why we kind of bring that back up so it's genuinely like been a foundational part of our friendships and society forever um and yeah like all sin and like all worldly things it tastes so good on the lips but it's so 
bad for our heart and soul. But yeah, I reckon I gossip so much. And most people um, who replied to our story and voted on our poll said they gossip often, if not every day. I saw something that actually stuck with me this week. It says, because we're saying, spill the tea, spill the tea. And the comment below it or the tweet below it was just like, remember that tea stains. So true. Because what you say about someone, you just forget about it, right? But we don't know how far that travels. We don't know how that affects the next person. So yeah. And also we did on the poll who we gossip about. Um, So Phoebes, let's have a real check in and let people know where we're at. Who do you think you gossip the most about? I think I gossip the most about people I don't even know, which I think is worse. Like it'll be someone you know, like someone you're friends with or someone my friends are friends with. And I'll just talk crap (laughs) just because I don't know them and it feels like I'm not going to have real consequences. Like if my friend tells me they've been to a party and this girl was horrible to them or like their ex-boyfriend has gotten with a new girl. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a cow. Like she's awful. Like where is her girl? Blah, blah, blah. Like talking crap about them when I don't even know them. I don't know their heart at all. And I'm like, I think that's why I do it more because when I'm, when it's about my friends or people I'm close with, I kind of can try and be a bit more devil's advocate and kind of see where they're coming from. Cause I know their heart a lot more. Um, But when a friend is like gossiping to me, I kind of, you know, it feels good. Like it's like you want to just go off them and like you're just kind of rallying in this toxicity. Yeah. And a lot of people said it was like their work colleagues or their friends, because obviously, yeah, if you don't know the person, it's kind of just like, oh, it's a bit harmless. It's not. But that's what it feels like. But I would say researching into this, I'm going to call us both out and say, that when we are just chatting about people we do know, sometimes we might be frustrated and that probably is gossip. So it probably is actually our friends and our colleagues and family who we all gossip about the most because it's also, we were saying in our staff room the other day, we gossip so much about our colleagues. I'm not saying my particular workplace but we gossip a lot about our colleagues because it's the people we see the most and often it's the people you see more than your family so naturally these people are going to get on your nerves or there's just something to talk about or you're having a bad day so then they obviously are the worst person in the world kind of thing yeah for sure and I think there is a very big line between venting and gossiping and I think we both fall under that where we actually probably gossip more than we vent Um, I think it's interesting to think about the reasons that we do gossip because I think we've said it over and over again on the podcast of it just being a heart issue and coming back to your insecurities, which is so hard because, yeah, it feels good to almost have a one up against someone or to, you know, just be like, oh, this person has this in their life or oh my gosh, did you see that Becky is so bad at her job today? She didn't even do this. Like this is basic stuff you do when you start at the job. That is so easy. And I think that rolls off the tongue too quickly, which says a lot about us, hey? Yeah, exactly. It's like in Matthew 15, 18, um, where they say, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these define them. Imagine if you were defined by everything you've ever said. Honestly, 
awful. Like I have talked so much crap and that's like, this is why we're doing the podcast because we're not like holier than everybody. We're not better than everybody. Like we go through everything and that's why we want to bring light to it. But yeah, it's true. It's like, for example, if someone comes up and is gossiping to me about a friend, I am then just going to assume I can't trust them because confidentiality or loyalty means nothing. If they can gossip about someone else to me, they can just as easily gossip about me to someone else. And so automatically in my head, I'm like, okay, I can't really trust them. Or if I tell them something, it's always going to be a thought in the back of my mind that this could go somewhere. It's funny how one of my friend's mum was saying that as women, we feel that we can be closer to people who we can have a gossip to. So as much as we say, oh, this person can gossip about this person means they can gossip about me. I think that applies to people who aren't in our immediate circle of friends, because I don't think about that. I don't think that about some of my best friends when they're gossiping. I'm like, I don't think, oh, I can't trust you. But if it's someone that's not in my immediate circle, I'm like, oh, you're a gossip or I'm not going to trust you kind of thing. So it's interesting that dynamic of women feel like they can get closer or they're more connected to friends when they can have a gossip. But if they're not your friend, you gossiping is such a horrible thing and you can't be trusted. Yeah, it's like, where's the line? Because I was watching this um, TED talk by this psychologist, Brene Brown, and she was talking about how gossip has actually been the foundation of so many friendships and like if you don't gossip what do you have to talk about um so it's interesting where it's like yeah like I have a fat gossip with my friends and my best friends but if someone I'm not friends with is gossiping to me I'm like ew like don't do that so it's like why is that okay but that's not even in the workplace and at schools and uni you always when you make a connection with someone more often than not it's about someone else. So I know in uni, one of my friends that I made, um, we were just like, what is that lecturer wearing? And we both bounced around on that. And that's how our friendship started. Or at work, not at the one I'm at right now for all my Basque family. The one I was at before, it was, geez, she really didn't do much today, did she? You've done more and you just started. Simple conversations where you connect based on someone else's downfall is the start of majority of our relationships and friendships, which is insane. And it's weird because it's like, you're right. Like when those, it's someone that you like want to be friends with or like, so when they open up to you through gossip, why do we get such a rush of relief and like dopamine to be honest? Because, and that's because it's sin. Like it's so, like it tastes so good, but it's so bad for us. So yes, in the moment, it feels amazing. Um, like we're not going to hide that. Like gossip feels good. It feels good to do. Um, but it's just like so awful for us and for other people. I think why it feels good, at least maybe for me, is majority of the time people will say, oh, okay, like don't say anything or something that my friends do. We say, okay, if they tell you, act surprised, which is so bad. But when someone says, okay, you can't tell anyone, I'm only telling you, you have this like sense of immense trust from the other person. And that is all of that dopamine. Your levels are just absolutely spiked because you're saying, oh, this person trusts me. This is so exciting. I love that. But also what you said before about um, in the Bible, imagine if we were defined by all of our words. I think we are not by God, but I think a lot of people 
will have a sense of your character based on everything you say. So there are people who you might not be friends with now, but if someone asks them about you, what they think of you is majority of what you've said. You know what I mean? So in a way we really are, which is something that I think we need to realize because it would be awful for people to say, oh yeah, Phoebe's such a gossip. Just leave her alone. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's awful. Like I even remember um, because I was kind of like a talking point in my old friend group, Um, but a guy literally used that as an excuse not to date me. Um, like he liked me and everything. I liked him. Like it was great. We're hanging out all the time. And then one of our friends is like, why don't you make it official with her and actually take her on a date? And he was like, oh, she's just too much drama. Like people just talk about her too much. And I was like, even though that was other people's gossip, it affected my relationship and like everything to do with me. So it really isn't just a surface level thing. It's so within us. And actually like it reminds me of Proverbs um, 18.8 where it says the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the innermost parts. Yeah, you literally could be ripping away opportunities for people because of your literal 10 seconds of a feel good, I'm better than this person, they're annoying situation. But what about in situations, do you think there's ever a situation where gossip is okay or acceptable? I think there has to be, I think this is where it comes down to venting and gossiping. If I'm going through something or a frustration or an issue with a friend, I think there's actually strategies in ways that you can make it venting and not gossiping. Um, for example, so if you're seeking like wise counsel from someone, um, do you try your best to keep the person's name a secret or just not bring up who it is? I think is a really important one. Because obviously that means you're talking about the situation, you're seeking advice from someone who's also not just going to hype up your emotions and make you feel heard, but actually going to give you a solution. I think that's the thing, like finding a solution. But yeah, do you try your best to keep the people involved out of it so it doesn't, you're not talking negatively about them? That's hard though, because when someone tries to keep their name out of it, I'm like, just tell me who it is. Like, I probably don't even know them or I won't even see them. But then when one of our friends at work, she was saying, yeah, venting is getting advice from someone. Are you solving the problem? And then I thought to myself, heck, I actually am never venting then. I'm always gossiping because how often if I'm frustrated at someone and I just want to vent, I'm not saying, okay, how am I going to fix that frustration? Usually if I actually have a problem with someone, I'll ask for advice, but I'm not venting then if I'm not finding a solution for that frustration. I'm just gossiping. Yeah, exactly. And then I think it's also about checking like the posture of your heart. Are you genuinely like humbling yourself and thinking of, you know, the brokenhearted and wanting to find resolution? Um, Or are you still like filled with bitterness and anger? And in that case, you're probably going to try and tear people down because those emotions make you want to act out. Someone did say on the Instagram that you should be able to say what you're saying about them to their face. What do you think about that? Oh, I don't know because I don't like the phrase, I would say this to their face, so it's fine because I'm like, but you're still spreading negative information about someone and that's not nice. Like even if, for example, you would say to my face, 
Phoebe's ugly, but <laughs> she wouldn't. But I hope not. Um, you're ugly. <laughs> um, it's still not nice for me to hear, and it's still telling someone something negative about me. So I still I don't agree with that. Um, unless, for example, I'm like going to my psychologist. And I'm talking to her about um, an issue in my life. Sometimes it's easier to say names so she can keep up with the story. Um, but she has no clue who these people are. So I don't consider that gossip. But for example, if I were to tell you about a situation, you know everybody in my life. So, but it, like, it, yes, it gives context. But at the same time, you know, when someone's gossiping to you and they won't tell you the name, but then they give in and they do. And you feel that rush of dopamine I don't know if it is dopamine but like that rush of like good feelings um because it's sin like you're engaging in sin I think if you're going to say I could say this to their face genuinely just do it do not tell the other person because why would you say yeah I could say this to their face then do it babe and I think if your friend says that to you genuinely say have you said that to their face Because I do say that a lot. I say, oh, I could say this to their face and not very often will I actually say that to their face because it's not even big things. It's little things. When you say, oh my goodness, this person is awful at their job. They're frustrating. They're just the bane of my existence. They make my blood boil. Imagine hearing that. Like actually imagine an in-person conversation of someone telling you, you make my blood boil. You're so frustrating. You know what I mean? It's very hard. It's horrific, but I think you're right in literally like, instead of telling me that you would say it to their face, go and tell them to their face. I don't need to hear it. And I think that's when shutting down gossip is important. But it's like what Jesus says, I think it's in Matthew, one of the gospels about, um, I'm pretty sure Matthew, about rebuking. Um, So if you're aware that your friend's enacting in sin or anything negative in regards to gossip, you're actually just meant to go to them one-on-one um, be like, Hey, I know you're doing this. You need to stop or you need to get help to stop or whatever. And if they agree and they act on that, you've won them over. And that should be the end of the story. Like that should be where it finishes. Um, if they don't listen, then that's when you bring one other person along. If they still don't listen, that's when you bring the church along and so on and so on. Um, but it should slowly increase. But also if you, The point is, is that you need to deal with that straight away and it shouldn't go any further. Obviously, legal stuff, all that kind of thing is very different. We're just talking about in general, everyday things. Um, But yeah, and so gossip literally shouldn't and slander shouldn't be a part of that. I was just thinking because you spoke about your psych and we're saying gossip is, you know, it's where your heart is. Do you think then that a situation in your psych appointment is a good reason to gossip? I think because my heart in my psych appointments is to get help and to improve. So I think, again, it's about checking where your heart's at. In my psychologist appointment, I'm not there to tear other people down and make myself look better. Um, Because I think also reasons why we gossip is to do with like our own insecurity, like wanting power wanting to know information um you know when I hear something trash another person's doing I feel so much better about myself or especially if it's someone I'm not a huge fan of um so yeah I think whereas in my psychologist appointment I genuinely am going every fortnight to try and better myself and to try and be a better friend be a better daughter be a better person um so I think it's not 
I wouldn't define that as gossip because I'm seeking wise counsel from someone who doesn't know these people. Um, so that's why I feel like psychologist is a great medium to do this. Yeah, because I still think even though you're at a psychologist, you could still be gossiping because it's where your heart is at. I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying, yeah, it is that fine line between letting them know what's happening and kind of venting and am I still slandering this person? I think something we all struggle with and what we've been chatting to a lot of our friends about is, oh, it's just my best friend. I can just tell my best friend she's different. She doesn't count. I'm just telling mum she doesn't count. I'm just telling my boyfriend he doesn't count. Those are really dangerous situations because nothing has changed except the person you're telling. Exactly. Like even last night (laughs) I was um, trying not to tell you something or like trying not to gossip to you and you're like, and I was like, oh, Tam, I've just been feeling so convicted about this research for the pod. And she was like, the pod's tomorrow. It's fine. Just tell me. <laughs> so we struggle with it a lot. But yeah, it's right. You're so right. Like, and I've done the same with you. Like, we're both guilty of it. Um, but yeah, it's just like, well, why does that? Like, obviously, I know stuff I tell you won't go anywhere and vice versa. But I shouldn't have to be telling you stuff about other people that I'm worried about going anywhere or in general. Like, because it's awful. Like I think about it, I'm like, oh, I, yeah. Best, it's still gossip. No matter who it is, no matter if you say it to their face or not, it's gossip. I struggle with it because sometimes, oh, this is bad. I'm not going to say sometimes you just need a gossip because I thought I was ranting and venting, but I'm actually just gossiping. But it's hard because your best friends, your family, your partners, They're your safe space that you can just kind of say anything to. But then I think also you really should be worried about if it gets out because it could be a slip of the tongue of the person you've told. And I think you should be worried how you look, but also how that's going to affect the person that you've just spoken about as well. Exactly. But yeah, I think when you're talking about like, oh, but sometimes I just need to gossip. And it's like, you're right. Like we feel like we do need it, but that's because the effects we get because it's sin. Like it's in the same way that it's like, sometimes I just need a kiss. or Sometimes I just need a drunk night. Like it is the same thing, to be honest. Like we are so addicted to that rush and that um, feeling that sin in the world gives us. Um, but gossip literally destroys relationships friendships um how you feel about yourself like it is so detrimental to humans and this is I think why like a lot of like non-christians ask me oh well why does God hate seeing why why does God hate all this stuff that feels so good and it's nothing to do with like him hating us or like hating the world it's actually because he hates sin because it's bad for us and because it hurts us and he loves us so much and wants the absolute world for us, not the literal world. Um, but he wants the best for us and gossip is awful for us. It's awful for our soul and heart. It's literally poisonous. Um, and that's why he hates it. And that's why we, you know, I feel like it can only, It's. I think it's actually going to be a hard thing to people to stop. I've definitely been encouraged to stop it recently. God hates sin because I think take it further with stronger language. It's destructive. Every sin that you think about is destructive. Gossiping, destructive for relationships. Getting drunk, also destructive for relationships. Destructive for your health, mental health. 
sex with lots of people destructive for your physical mental social and emotional health all of these things are actually destructive in their nature but it doesn't mean that they don't feel good right before it's just whether or not you actually want to live a life of repercussions I think that's the biggest thing when you gossip okay whatever feels good in the moment are you happy and content with yourself to live in a life of repercussions of people not thinking you have a great character of other friends falling into the trap of gossip and I think that's a huge thing as well when you gossip with a friend you're pulling that friend into sin exactly and I think that's where as the friend and as us and we'd love to encourage everyone listening to do the same we're definitely going to try and it's going to be hard but if someone is gossiping to you just be like why are you telling me this like genuinely what is your motivation behind giving me this information I think that could also be really hard to hear as well one of my youth leaders Ashley Lee Joe, if you're listening I love you absolute queen She's a phenomenal woman. She told us, this was years ago, maybe five years ago now, which is crazy because it's still stuck with me. And she said whenever in her friendship group someone will be gossiping or just saying something bad, um, anything that has to do with your words, they would just call out J310 and then move on. And I was like, oh, okay, like what's J310? J310 is James 3 verse 10. Very short, very simple. It says... Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Essentially, it's just saying you cannot praise the Lord and sing praises at church and then curse out your brother or sister or gossip about your brother or sister and your friends. And so she said, or you just say, J310, you're not condemning someone and it's not hard to hear. You just hear that verse and you go, okay, we'll just talk about something else. And I think if you're not in a Christian group, you can just say, all right, let's just move on. This is pointless. Or... Mm, that's not really loving let's move on something very quick and easy because I think it's hard to call people out I really think it's hard to call people out on something like this that's so accepted in our culture so just something short have an agreement in your group that if someone says this no one's offended we're just moving on it's as simple as that yeah a hundred percent especially on pride's big thing like you don't want to upset anybody but at the same time you're exactly right in what that verse says It's just, and it applies to all sin. It's like, how can we sing praises at church on Sundays and then go through our week talking crap about all our friends or people we know or getting drunk on the weekend or sleeping with whoever? Like, it's just not, it doesn't align with what we're preaching and we're saying we're following. And so um, I think that's a great reminder and so easy to do. But I think as long as we don't then make a joke out of that, <laughs> but it would be like, oh, haha, lol, that verse. Like, I think if that's just a genuine marker for moving on, I think that's so good. I think this is going to be a tough one because it's just, it's so a part of our everyday life, so a part of it. And I think it's hard to have a vent without putting someone down. I really think it's hard to do that because the whole reason of venting is someone else has kind of wronged you. So how do you be gentle with that? I know. I think that it's a it's the kind of thing that is going to take a big Holy Spirit transformation for us to all change. But at the end of the day, it is going to make us so much healthier in our hearts and so much stronger, but also bring us closer to God because and closer to Jesus because Jesus doesn't talk crap. Like Jesus is honest and factual and talks about it, but he's never like, talking spreading negativity um or trying to bring others down to build himself up and so I think 
even if like just the first challenge we could do maybe this week like just try this out obviously end goal is that we reduce our gossip to a bare minimum but if we can just if you're meeting up with your friends this week or hanging out try your absolute hardest to not gossip or to not bring somebody else up negatively and see how hard it is for you like see if that's a genuine challenge for you or if it's super it might be super easy and that's amazing but I know for me and most of my friendships that's going to be a real challenge this week yeah I think that will be hard because it's hard not to talk about other people so I even think if you're meeting up with someone your challenge could be make sure every person that you bring up in that conversation you can say something positive about them as well Because that will practically prevent you from gossiping and trying to slander someone. We said it last week and I think it will be applicable to almost everything that we talk about on the pod. But your why needs to be greater than your want. Because whether or not you're a Christian or whatever walk of life you're in right now. Yeah, you want to stop gossiping because you know gossiping is bad. But why you want to stop gossiping is what's going to actually push you to stop doing it. Because for Christians, it's we know it's not the right thing. It's not living a life like Jesus. If you're not a Christian, you're actually just being a bad mate and you're being a pretty awful person bringing people down. So I think, yeah, you got to figure out your why. And we would highly encourage you that you need to stop gossiping because it's so it's so destructive but we know that it's so hard we have so much empathy and sympathy and we get it we get it so much the incredible fiona smith um always brought this analogy to me and it is something i just absolutely love it's the macca's analogy where it's like yes you're really hungry you're craving something and then you go and eat macca's because and in the moment oh my gosh it feels so good it's so salty so cheesy like delicious And then five minutes later, you feel sick and you're still hungry. It's exactly what sin is and what gossiping is. Like in the moment, all you want to do is like talk crap about somebody or like bring somebody down. And then you do it and you just feel crap about it later. And you just like, it's not fulfilling for your soul. Whereas in the moment, if you decide to eat some green beans instead or not talk crap about somebody, yes, in the moment, it's not as satisfying as it is to talk spread negative spread negativity but it's so much healthier for you and it's so much better for your soul and heart so it'll be a gradual process a slow process but it's something we're really trying to do and we're really doing together but at the same time it's such a god thing and i think it does require a lot of holy spirit transformation to get us there when it's something we've been doing forever i really feel like a cheeseburger now <laughs> I think also just to wrap it up, like you guys are so interesting. You're so wonderful. There's got to be more to you than talking about other people. Let's bring it to that. There's so much happening in your life and so much about you that's incredible that you don't need to be talking about other people in your conversations. But that's all we have time for this week. We really hope that you'll tackle this challenge with us as we work alongside each other to try and be better people, be more loving friends, families and partners. We love you. We can't wait to chat next week. Bye.